Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Happy Monday to all you listeners out there in Gravy Land. <laughs> Did y'all like that? That was special. <laughs> my <laughs> my intros. I just felt like I was watching Saturday Night Live <laughs> in lunchroom lady land. <laughs> Remember Hello, that? all you crazy <laughs> listeners out there in Gravy Land. Yeah. Uh, this is Blake, <laughs> executive pastor at High Point Community Church. I'm joined by Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. And hey. Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. Who knows my love language? <laughs> Joey brought me a glass bottle Coca Cola Classic, mm, mm. straight straight from the heart of Mexico. Mm. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you keep telling yourself that it is. It is. It is. It's imported, made with pure cane sugar. Pure cane sugar. Mm-hmm. No high fructose corn syrup here, brother. It's good stuff. Um, it, it makes my Spanish go better, too. It, it is my love language. I love glass mm. bottle Mexican Cokes. Uh, they are one of my favorite things. I don't think it has high fructose cane, uh, corn sugar syrup, whatever I said. I'm looking at the uh, ingredients now. Nope. Mm. Wa- carbonated water, cane sugar, caramel color, or caramel color, however you want to say it. Phosphoric acid, we say that real fast. Natural flavors and caffeine. Those are the ingredients. There we go. The natural Sounds flavors good. part is the thing they keep behind a vault in Atlanta. <laughs> I'll bet it's delicious. I bet it is too. I had a friend that I worked with at one point in time that worked on a bottling line where they bottled glass bottle. He worked for Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. and he said that they would they would put a little piece of tape on a bottle. And so what would happen is it would come through, and it would get a shot of Coca-Cola syrup. And but before, what they would do is they get an empty bottle and it gets a shot of Coca-Cola syrup and then it would get the carbonated water and then it get capped, right? Right, right. And so what they'd do is put a tiny little piece of tape on a bottle so they could pick it out. They would let it go through the line. It would get its shot of syrup. The bottle gets cleaned. It would get its shot of syrup. And before it got its uh, carbonated water, they would pull it off of the line, go back up the line and drop it back in so it would get a double shot of syrup. Mm. So it's, it's it's the equivalent of walking up to the uh, you know the Coca Cola bartender and saying, "Give me a double, <laughs> so, <laughs> please stop." <laughs> and they would, uh-huh. uh, but anyway, he said that they had a refrigerator in their break room oh. where they would where they would keep <laughs> double shot Coca Colas, <laughs> and he got so hooked on them that when he would drink. Think about this. He said mm. it was so strong. Mm-hmm. You know how like if you're eating, this happened to me the other day. I had I was drinking a glass of Milo sweet tea, and you know how delicious mm-hmm. it is, and it's sweet, right? And I picked up a piece of a crumble cookie. Have y'all, y'all had a crumble cookie before? Oh, yeah. I, I have not. Mm-hmm. And this one had like icing all over it and everything. It was just a mm-hmm. piece of one that was left over, and I ate it. And then when I reached down and picked up that Milo sweet tea, it tastes like water. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he said that's what that was the effect that the, drinking the doubles had on him. Imagine drinking that coke and it and it tasting like water. 
Yeah. That can't be good for you, though. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we pour it on battery acid, so. Anyway. (laughs) So, how was y'all's week? It's good. Have a good week? It's good. Anything interesting happen? Uh, We went to the Alabama Symphony Orchestra Saturday night. That was pretty fun. We got very cultured of you. Yeah, we got seats, like, behind the orchestra, and so we could watch them as they were, like, doing stuff. It was really neat. Because they would like one guy was playing like two pianos at one point. He'd stand up and play like a keyboard, mm-hmm. and then he'd sit down and play the piano. Yeah. And then they had like. You wouldn't the- believe me if I told you this. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a day when I used to play keyboards uh-huh. in church like that, sure. and I would play one, and I had I had a double stack. That that keyboard stand is actually here at High Point. It's in a it's in a little cubby backstage back there, but I had the old Michael W. Smith. Like, <laughs> let's go, go west, young man. And I would play one <laughs> piano with my right hand and another one with my left hand. Mm, that were stacked of on top you of did. <laughs> that were stacked on top of each other. You know, just you, trying to look sharp. You gonna go join the orchestra? No. I think what he's implying is what you went and paid money to see. You could get free for, we could do for here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. What about what about you? Anything oh man. Else? Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, our. High school baseball team lost out Friday night in the second round, but it was a good run for them. I, I hate to see it come to an end. And then Saturday, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, her boyfriend, we met the parents hmm. Saturday night. So meet the parents. Meet the parents. <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it went great. They're they're super <laughs> nice people. Not to not to like air all your personal <laughs> information on. <laughs> But how'd that go? Uh, what were their quirks? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and more importantly, do they listen to Sunday Gravy? <laughs> well, well I, I will say this. They uh, they came to church yesterday. I saw that. Yes. So I honestly think I was more nervous preaching in front of them than I was actually meeting them at the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I think really all the awkwardness, it lied with um, my daughter and, and Jake. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just had to prove I had that bottle. It's good. I finished it. <laughs> I hope that translates. I hope that comes across on the podcast. I, I think I'm does. sure it will. I'm sure. I love that sound. Do you ever like ride down the road and hold one of these outside the window? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you got to tilt it and get that angle mm-hmm. just right, and then it's a constant. You know. I, I would. I would, but I I don't have a glass bottle coat. So. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Couldn't, he couldn't find a glass bottle. Mountain all, Dew Zero straight right. from Mexico. And all she got was a big giant bottle of laundry detergent. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and and so y'all, neither one of you mentioned we were all three there. Serve, oh, you did mention serve day. Did you not? No, I did not. No, you did not mention No, I did day. not. So we had serve day on I, Saturday. I, I just preached about it all day yesterday. Yeah, I figured but. we'd get to it in the sermon. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I had last night on Sunday night had my my wife. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my wife owns and operates a, a dance studio over in Warrior called a Time to Dance, and she had her annual spring recital at Samford University Wright Center. We had that last night. It's the one time a year that mm. I support my wife. <laughs> I'm teasing. That's a joke. She would say that though. That's her joke. That's her joke. So I'm just saying it. So 
You would play not, poker with a rabbit, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Since she's not here, I, I'll I'll just say it for her anyway. Okay, but uh, it went well. That's always interesting. Yeah. yeah. How many How many did you have come through there? I don't know. You know, it's 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 so hard to count. There, it, it's a big, big venue. It's just good for us because yeah. in the past she's had to. She's used uh, Coleman Civic Center. We've used uh, probably three different churches, High Point being one of them at mm-hmm. one point. Um, but uh, Coleman Civic Center is where she had it for the longest. Uh, that was purchased by another church, and so we're unable to use that as a venue anymore. It was a good size, um, but she still had to do two. Mm-hmm. And with, with at Samford, she can do one, one, uh, yeah. one show, nice. basically, yeah, one yeah. recital. With an intermission in it, you know, so it, it's just cleaner. It's easier that way. It's not quite as exhausting. So, because uh, what you end up with is you're trying to spread all the classes around. You have some classes, you know, that are smaller. So what you can do, and they might be learning the same thing, and you're doing it in one show, and then you're doing it again in another show. So what you do for the recital, for the big recitals, you just combine them. And you just do it as one number. Anyway, yeah. I know y'all didn't ask for like the technicalities behind running and operating a dance studio. I was just I, letting you in. I've forgotten it, so. what I asked. <laughs> anyway, but it was a big crowd. It was a big crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's. I mean, you you're know. at the Sanford Rot Center. It's got to be a big crowd. The mm-hmm. floor seats about 1,500, and it's mm-hmm. probably two thirds to three quarters full. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that nice. gives you an idea. Yeah. yeah. The whole place seats about 2,500 people, mm-hmm. if, but we don't use the balcony just because it's easier if we don't. So I think the last thing I saw there was Tim Hawkins. The last show that I went to there, let me give you a throwback right here, was the Step Up to the Microphone tour from the Newsboys, and they're, they're not, not, their, not their opening act, but the opening opening act was an up-and-coming band known as Third Day. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was the last show? That was the last show that I went to at Sanford Wright Center. You want to hear something I mean, you're still rubbing elbows with Jeff Moore in the distance at that (laughs) point. Yeah, yeah, DeGarmo and Key. (laughs) DeGarmo and Key, little white heart. (laughs) So, something funny, the last thing I saw at the Wright Center was the Alabama Symphony Orchestra. When? Um, That wasn't... It's been a few years ago. No, that wasn't... That wasn't that Saturday. Wasn't, that wasn't that, this weekend. I tell you what, they run some. That they've got they've got a well oiled machine there. I, I've hats off to all those all those uh, folks. I'm sure they listen to Sunday Gravy. <laughs> that they, they, they run the Rot Center. Um, hats off to right them. They, yeah, they they're fantastic. They're easy to work with. They make it easy. They're very accommodating. Um, you know, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So busy weekends. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Well. I guess I'm interested to talk about <laughs> How's that for a transition? Here we go. All right. Say what? This is a doozy. Y'all are going to like this one. Y'all aren't going to believe this. This is definitely, most certainly going to be a movie at some point. Okay. That good? It's that good. It is that good. I'm not sure if it'll be... Like what a, type of movie? Like a that's what I don't know. Action adventure or maybe this okay. could be like a suspense movie. Okay, this a could thriller. Be a thriller suspense. This could be a. It could be a horror movie. This okay. could be a comedy, possibly. Right. Who who um, would be the star actor in it? Actress. Oh, actress. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. You could go whatever way you want. Mm. I will say, who do you cast in that role? If you, if you, Mary the- Kate Olson. What? what? Okay. And you'll understand why in a moment. I feel okay. like we're trying to guess the title right now. I'm excited. <laughs> as, as soon as I read the title, it'll make sense why I say Mary Kate Olson. You know who Mary Kate yeah. Olson? Yes. Yeah, yeah, from Full House. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she got played. a twin. A woman gets 21 years for trying to kill her doppelganger with poison cheesecake. Was it Mary Kate Olson trying to kill Ashley? <laughs> Is that what? You, That's why I cast uh, Mary Kate Olson. Y'all asked me who star in it, so okay. Mary Kate Olson. Uh, no, I totally get it. Okay. So you're gonna have to read that again. A woman gets 21 years okay. in prison for okay. trying to kill her doppelganger with poison cheesecake. Cheesecake? With poisoned things. cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right. All right. I, here's the thing. I'm just gonna have okay. to. I'm just gonna have to. I cannot okay. read all the. De- this is this article is extremely long. Okay. So I've read it. I'll just have to give you guys the Blake version of it, if that's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. It, okay. So here's what it boils down to. Okay. There is a Russian lady. I'll give you her name. This is the one who committed the crime. Her name is Victoria Nazirova. Okay. She's a Russian lady. She is living in New York City on a temporary work visa. Okay. Okay. She. Fi- Sorry about that. That was my my uh, uh, computer ding in there. Um, she she's living in New York City on a temporary work visa, and she meets and befriends a lady who is also Russian, who is a permanent U.S. citizen, who who's went through the process to become a permanent U.S. citizen who happens to be her doppelganger, like hmm. sca- like wow. scare, scary close looking, yeah. all right? So they're, they're both the same height. They have the same complexion. They have the same color hair. They have the same color eyes. They're, they're, they look a lot, just period, like look, uh, aside from all that, like same, same nose, same mouth. Like they're just yeah. very, very similar looking ladies. All right, so... What Victoria does is she realizes that her work, her temporary work visa is about to be up. She doesn't want to go back to Russia, okay, which there's a reason she doesn't want to go back to Russia. But she doesn't want to go back to Russia, and so she has befriended this lady who looks like her. So she attempts to poison her with a poisoned cheesecake in order that she could steal her identity. That's creepy. Because she looks like her, so <clears throat> she poisons her with. Like, hold on, I'll tell you what it what it was that she used. It was called. Um, hold on, I've got it right here. Because I, I looked it up because I was I was curious of. Um, okay, now I've lost it. Sorry, it's just a really long article. It was called Phenazepam. Okay, which, by the way, is not a drug that you can get here in the United States. Why are y'all both Googling? Y'all are trying to find Oh, oh no. I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to <clears throat> find the name of this movie. This movie has already taken place. This movie, it's already happened. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like a movie, right? Yes. All right. But so she uses this drug called Phenazepam, which by the way is not available in the United States. It's a it's a it's a what do you call it? A benzo, a benzodiazepine or whatever. Benzo yeah. is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Anyway, it's an anti anxiety drug, but obviously it's taken in very, very, very small uh, you know, dosage. Right. Right. Well, she literally puts enough into this cheesecake that she baked to kill like a hundred people. What? And so here's what happens: this lady that she's trying to kill, she eats a piece of the cheesecake. Okay, I'm summing up a ton of information here. All right. She eats a piece of the cheesecake. She goes unconscious, and then she moves her to her bedroom, and she puts uh those pills in empty bottles all around her to make it look like a suicide so that when they test her blood, that's what they'll find. Well, little does she know that she has a next-door neighbor who's also good friends with her who after she basically stages this whole suicide-type thing, she leaves, and the next-door neighbor just happens to drop by to see her that afternoon and has a key and lets herself into the apartment, finds her, calls the paramedics, they get her to the hospital, and they save her life. Oh. Oh, my goodness. All right, so here's what's going on, though. She don't know what happened. All she knows is, I was eating dinner with Victoria, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so they're trying to get, so the other lady's trying to get a hold of Victoria while she's in the hospital to tell her, say, what happened? Because was mm-hmm. this after you ate dinner with her or whatever? They, they're not able to get a hold of Victoria. And then she when she returns home, finally, from the hospital, after several days, she gets home from the hospital and when she gets into her house and she goes into her room, she realizes someone has gone through all my stuff. My passport is gone. All of my my birth certificates are gone. Everything, all of my my legal papers that put me here legally, all that's gone. And then that's when they put two and two together and realize that she had she was trying to kill her so she could steal her identity. So it probably didn't take them long to track the girl down if she's using her passport and stuff. Yeah, it, they tracked her down really quick. Yeah. Mm. So here's what here's what they uncover in the process. Why does she not want to return to Russia? She's wanted for murder, murder. in Russia. Uh-huh. <laughs> not surprised. She's wanted for murder <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> Is that not crazy? It sounds like a movie already. I realize it that. Does. And it's probably really close to some sort of made-for-TV movie, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Which is probably what it will be if it's not been made one already. But, mm. yeah, she's wanted for murder in Russia from, like, 2014. Yeah. Don't befriend your doppelganger. <laughs> it doesn't turn out well. I saw it on Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. They both just realized that I'm a Vampire Diaries fan. Uh, <laughs> from Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> Oh my word! <laughs> no, I was trying to think of the movie that 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 would kind of follow the line with, and it seems like there was a movie that like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in. Oh my gosh! I'm no. trying to find a way to bring him back up. <laughs> I know he's made like three in a row. He's yeah. not. He's not in a movie. Is about it Eraser that. or something like that? Are where... you talking about Twins with him and Danny DeVito? No. <laughs> I don't think Danny could pull that off, but uh, no, it's like he. It's like they tried to kill him, but he was replaced with with a oh no no you're uh, talking, maybe a clone or something. You're talking like about that? Total Recall. Total Recall. That was it. 
you know, dude, you know, eighties and nineties movies are my thing. Right? I, okay, I'm sorry. I was just, <laughs> I was, I was lost. I, I just trying to find a, you know, a reason to bring up Arnold. So, <laughs> so I want you to do the voice. No, I can't. I can't. You want me to do the Jamaican voice? <laughs> I want that Jamaican Arnold. You're just craving, are you craving jerk chicken or something? I want Arnold. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I, Twins is one of my favorite movies, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I love it when the doctor look, looks at him and it's like, uh, Arnold's name, by the way, in Twins is Julius. Oh, that's right. And he's like, that's and, right. And, uh, I remember that. Yeah. And Dan DeVito's name skipping me. That's going to bother me now. I would all have to Google it. Uh, but he looks at the, the doctor who basically made them was basically, you know, they got, it was supposed to be some science experiment where they, they got basically genetics from all these different men. And he was like, and all the good genes went into him. And then he looks at DeVito and he's like, and you were the leftovers. The leftovers. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, oh, here we go. I've got it right here. Uh, Vincent, Vin, Julia Arnold Schwarzenegger played Julius Benedict, yeah. and Danny DeVito played Vincent. What, what is it about Danny DeVito that everybody just loves? Like he's short. I know, but like he's such a great actor. Like I, I hate to admit it, but I actually enjoy him doing the Jersey Mike subs. Oh, he's fantastic. He's an amazing actor. He's, he's unbelievable. Uh, he's good in uh him and uh uh what's his name in the new in the newest Jumanji movie. Uh him and uh oh, yeah. from from uh Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. Yeah, Glover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and Danny ain't that who it was? Wasn't it Danny Glover? In the newest Jumanji? I think so. I guess I just live on IMDB today. Yeah, you do. <laughs> right. I didn't even see that that last Jumanji. Well, you just agreed that it was great. No, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. I thought it it's gotta be Danny Glover. It was Danny Glover, wasn't it? It's I don't Danny know. Glover. It's I don't Danny know. Glover. Okay, yeah. He played Milo. Anyway, uh in the newest Jumanji Jumanji the next level. That yeah. was anyway. That was uh Great trailer. Yeah, he was <laughs> But you know one of my favorite Danny DeVito uh I mean he he was fantastic as the penguin. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! He crushed that. He was also really good as he was um, very disgusting eating that fish. Remember yes, that? Yes, oh he was God. also very good as uh, Matilda's dad in the movie Matilda. Hmm. Y'all not with me on that? Man, if I had a sound was, effect right now, I was pretty young when that movie came out, so I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't. I don't have. I mean, just what, say that. Say that name again. It, what it, Matilda? What it, you are you wanting like that sound? Is that what you're wanting? <laughs> no, I, it is. Uh, Danny DeVito was fantastic as Matilda's dad. <laughs> That's what you need. That's what you need. It was good. He, he man, he's been in a bunch of he's been in a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, I don't know how we got off on that, but anyway, he's so short, he's almost invisible. I know. <laughs> nice. Mm. King of the Segways got the mm. tattoo, <laughs> which, by the way, just happens to be what we talked about yesterday. Segways, tattoos. Was, no, invisible, <laughs> being invisible. Okay, it was part five. Of, it really was. We don't have many part fives. Yeah. No, we don't. 
fifth Sunday. But we had one. We had one this time. Part five of the Invisible series yesterday. Yesterday was April 30th. Y'all have a hard time remembering what... Y'all have a hard time. How do you remember what days have 31 months and what days have 30 months? See if either y'all. 30 days past September, April, June, and November. I've, I've known, like, I remember I was as what? a kid. Brownie, Brownie did too. I have not. Yeah. That? Yeah. I, what? Say it again. 30 days past September, April, June, and November. You want me to show you another way? No. <laughs> oh, you're about to use your fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how to do that? I've heard of that. Oh, one. yeah. 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 I, I do it with my like knuckles. I do it with my knuckles. knuckles. Yeah. So everywhere you touch a knuckle, so it's January, February, March, mm-hmm. April, mm-hmm. May, June, July, mm-hmm. August, September, October, November, December. So mm-hmm. you, you count months on your knuckles? Huh? You count your months on your knuckles then? <laughs> everywhere you touch a knuckle. It's 31. Has okay. 31 days. Everywhere you don't touch a knuckle has less than 31 <laughs> They have you thirty. Can't, you except, can't say thirty except, except September. I mean February. February yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, and once every four years, twenty nine. Easy. <laughs> Don't get confusing. Anyway, so how? What were we talking about? We were talking about. We don't have, like, we don't what have happened to those extra days in February? They, it's like they're invisible or something. <laughs> Speaking of body language, I'm just trying to help. You. <laughs> that, I'm not sure that helped. Uh, it did not. Invisible not. part five. Yes. Um, I got some notes here. I rather enjoyed it. Uh, commonality is a great place to find a hiding place from God. This was based out of first Corinthians chapter 12, mm-hmm. 12 through 14. Yeah. Um, I, the, I never really thought about the whole, uh, the body language thing. Um, that was kind of where you started really. I mean, I'm kind of, I know I'm jumping over stuff, but no, you're good. That's where you started. Uh, the message you started with, you know, we get, the message we give off about our church is like body language in a way, right? Because the world is always watching, kind of depicting what's the body language of the church. And I guess that could apply to capital C church or yeah, or lowercase, yeah, you know, yeah. local church. So, yeah, body language is basically just a play on words because we are the body of Christ, and so a lot of times people feel like, oh, I, think, I didn't pick up on that. What? <laughs> Did you, <laughs> did you perfect that in the second service? Because I was in the first. <laughs> I don't know how to. How did you miss that? I know. It, I thought that's what body you were. Language, body language. It was I, the whole I thought sermon. you were talking about body language. When you said, man, when you came up and said, man, that was strong. I was like, oh, you you like how I tied that together with body language. But no, you, I you guess I was just focusing on, on the gospel part. I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> Zing, zing. I'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the, no, I really, for some reason, I didn't pick up on like the pun. Okay. Because that's what, right? I didn't pick that. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I just picked up on like body language. Body language. <laughs> I get it now. That's good. It makes more sense. So, you know, I. <laughs> You know how I told the story of whenever I hear body language, I always think of that scene in Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And at the end, yeah, I you know, I that. said, I was, you know, I was like, you know, I remember Ursula telling her, you know, don't uh, don't underestimate the power of, and I let the crowd say it right yeah. in the second service. There was a little girl that went body language. <laughs> I mean, she was on it. Nice. It, it cracked me up. I about lost it. But when well, my uh, girls were little, 
and they would <laughs> they would be watching Little Mermaid. I would uh, I would bust into the room and start singing part of that world. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? <laughs> I would like lean against the doorway. <sighs> Wouldn't you think I'm the boy, the boy who has everything? <laughs> Which is true right now when we sit right here. I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this and what's its galore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got Mexican Coke galore. <laughs> Yep, lots of thingamabobs. Yes. I have 20. <laughs> Sorry. Well, in this message. Are you videoing me singing part <laughs> no. of the world? No, I took a picture of okay. Gasmos and Gidgets so we can show everyone. Did I say Gasmos? You said Gidgets, <laughs> not Gidgets. Gizmos and Gadgets. Man, we are in the ditch. We this, are. This thing's in the ditch. Well, <laughs> in this message, we only had three. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you, you go into the dialects of the body language, though. Yes. The body language. Body, talking about the body of Christ. I like yes. that. I like that part that I missed. Uh, yes. The first one being the synergy of the body. You gave the definition of synergy that I didn't write down. But yeah. It, but it, was it was long. It was a little long. I can't. It, and it was difficult to understand. <laughs> but I put it out there anyway because I want to be accurate. Do you want to read that? I, I can. Okay. Because I know our listening audience is incredibly intelligent. Synergy, the interaction or cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a great example. You said, you know, a really good example of this was Serve Day. And you talked, and that's when you went into the whole talk about Serve Day and had the pictures scrolling on the screen while of serve day which i didn't see myself in it i'm not bitter about i didn't it. Mm. i'm not bitter about it take that out with the camera lady i got I'm in trouble because she's sitting to your left which by the way. i already know what joke's coming because i say that and everybody's like because that's you were looking for an opportunity to get in the truck and go get something every time <laughs> i turned around you were gone a long time i was like okay first off i was going and getting supplies Trying to keep the show running, mm. Mm. you know, whatever. Mm. Mm. I, I, but, but that I'm sorry, I didn't mean. No, I was going to say that. I mean, the whole point of even bringing it up. I mean, it was an opportunity to also thank everybody that was there, but I also wanted them to know that there were so many different types of people with so many different backgrounds there. Yeah. You know, whether they were master electricians or a helicopter mechanic. I know or, that wasn't yeah. meant to be an exhaustive list. No, it yeah. wouldn't. Because you be didn't it. say podcast host slash executive pastor. <laughs> I'm not I did leave that it. off. <laughs> That's I did because you that weren't off. there, Blake. <laughs> yes. I weren't there. <laughs> Blake, Blake was Owner there. Owner and entrepreneur of, you know, Signs and Wonders as well. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, the whole point was just to kind of show how each and every person that was there probably in their own right even now as we speak are incredibly valuable to the organizations that they work for yeah but and while they have individual value when they came together as one unit working together as the body of christ their value went exponential like that's the whole idea of synergy and that's the power of the church the church is so much more powerful when we when we operate as a unit and as one when when the eyes, the ears, the hands, the feet, and all of that is all as one, you yeah. know? And, and that was, 
I mean, and that was kind of the point of I thought that was that really text. cool. I thought that was really cool when you started reading off the people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you didn't name names. No, you no, no. You just said, we had, like you said, we had this represented, yeah. this represented, mm-hmm. you know, engineers and television producers and master cop- electricians yeah. and yeah. cops and did you yeah. say co- i can't remember if you said cops there was insurance suggestors yeah. stuff like that but yeah. there but it got me to thinking about you know all of those that you named because you i can't help but think you know because you know the people you can't help but think like who's he talking about yeah. okay i know who's talking about that, yeah. that, <laughs> that kind of thing but then you also start thinking about okay i know he didn't it wasn't like an exhaustive list, but you just, that was just a cool illustration to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of yeah. like how the pieces of the body that all have different functions, you know. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a different purpose. I, I like that you also connected the whole thing about the, the magi, uh, mm-hmm. at, you know, the wise men, whatever. Yeah. They bring, yeah. bring in gifts who represent who they are. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think, it, I think so many times, like we forget, uh, we just forget that, and we've talked about this before on here and most definitely around here at High Point is, you know, salvation is a birth. There's no doubt about it. It's spiritual birth. and But we, we always focus on the birth and the postnatal care. Like, mm-hmm. that seems to be what the church is all about. And in our minds, we think that's how we're making disciples, right? But in reality, we forget about that, that God was involved in the prenatal. Yeah. As well. That and I read Jeremiah one five where it talks about how he's telling Jeremiah, I knew you and your mother before you were even in your mother's womb, I set you apart and all that. So so it was kind of like getting helping people get the whole picture that God has been in this process from, you know, even before you were even a thought in your parents' mind, you mm-hmm. know. So so with that you began to you begin to start looking at all the different facets of your life. You know, because when people give their testimony, they always talk about how they came to Christ and what their life's been like since they've came to Christ. But let's let's not forget before Christ, BC. You right. know, yeah. let's talk about your your victories, your failures, your mistakes, your highlights, you know, high points, whatever. And th- let's talk about all those things because all of that, whether you realize it or not, is gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These these are the the things that you surrender to God when you come when you kneel down before Christ and declare him king of your life, you're surrendering all of who you are, mm-hmm. which means also your past and every every skill set, every hobby, everything that you've ever been passionate about, all that is is now laid at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. One of the quotes that I wrote down there from when you were kind of talking that specifically is when you said, is Jesus your treasure or what you've or is what you feel like you bring to the table your treasure? Yeah, yeah. You said it something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was this. a it was a quote from Popper. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he said when you give a gift to Christ like this, it's a way of saying the joy that I pursue is not the hope of getting rich with things from you. I have not come to you for your things, but for yourself. Yeah. And this desire I now intensify and demonstrate by giving up things and the hope of enjoying you more, not things. By giving to you what you do not need and what I might enjoy, I am saying more earnestly and more authentically, you are my treasure, not mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. Can I tell you what that made me think of? The story in the Bible where the prostitute brings her perfume mm-hmm. and anoints Jesus with mm-hmm. it. Because people talk about how 
expensive it was, how it had to mm-hmm. be like a year's worth of wages or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she wasn't just giving up what she had earned in the last year. The perfume was what she used to attract business. And so yeah. she was giving up her future. She yeah. was taking like everything she had yeah. and laying it down. So I did a drama one time with a drama team where I was Jesus and a lady played that part. Mm-hmm. And she like came in and like acted it out. It always kind of like touched my soul when she would get into <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Y'all the ones started laughing. I'm just trying to tell a story with spiritual. I'm just trying to picture you so, playing Jesus is all. I know. I know. Oh, it's okay. like chubby blonde headed Jesus with a. Did she? Did she pour that? Uh, it was my hair was more blonde. Did she pour that? Uh, that that expensive perfume over your extra extra wide thirteen size. Yeah, my duck feet. And she. This is like. I ain't got it no took perf- a lot of perfume. I'm just going to say. I know what she raised up. Like I ain't got no perfume for these flippers. <laughs> She 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 would get down and uh, she would legitimately like she they would she would use just like water or whatever and then she would legitimately get down like she was dedicated to the part you know uh-huh, what I'm sure. saying she was like a method actor she'd get down and like <laughs> rub her hair on my feet oh, man. and I would be sitting there thinking you're dedicated <laughs> like you're in it that blesses my heart all in. <laughs> 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 I'm being honest, dude. I, I'm right now weighing whether we should edit this or not. Why? I don't know. Why? Huh? Why? What's wrong? I'm, I'm just I'm picturing serious. you sitting there with this girl wiping <laughs> your feet with her hair, and you're up there going, you're blessing my heart. <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't say it. like that. That's, it's honestly like the easiest part to play, you know, because yeah. like for that particular... It was that song. You've heard that song, The Alabaster Box. Yes. That's the song. And so they play that song, and she just acts it out. Was well, Jesus, you just sit there and get your feet wiped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like In that particular drama. Mm. You know, everywhere else, Jesus is the star. But in that one, <laughs> like, she's the one that's kind of the point, right? And so she's down there, you know, she's doing that. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. Somehow we lost your point too. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the second point, the the bot. The well, synergy. first of all, can we can we read the scripture that oh. goes with the first? What we I thought we did. We didn't read verse. Oh, 12. I said what it was. Yeah, I'm verse sorry. twelve. Uh, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ, and that is the that is the center. Even though we're many parts, we are one, and we're just so much more valuable when we operate as one unit. So yeah. the second point was had to do with verse 13. You want to read it before I say what it is? Absolutely. Uh, it was, here we go. Um, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was the, so we had the synergy of the body. You said the other dialect by language was the DNA of the body. Yeah. The parts of our body look different. This is kind of to the point we were talking about mm-hmm. just a minute ago. Look different, but they perform different tasks, right? But um, the point, the DNA point being that we all share a common code, mm-hmm. that DNA code, something that links every part together. Mm. You know, I thought that was funny. You know, you use illustrations like, you know, you wouldn't, somebody wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, that's weird that he has hands, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But because, yeah. um, you know, so even though we're different, because of the shared DNA, we all share the same goal. We all share the same mission, being the point you made, the Great Commission, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that DNA code that we all share. I mean, he used baptism as an example and a cup to drink from as an example. But that 
that spiritual DNA code that's in us is the Spirit of God. That, and yeah. I, I believe that's ultimately what Paul was getting at in, in 1 Corinthians when he said that if you come to Christ, you're a new creation. You know, I literally believe that there is just a, a, a brand new spiritual DNA in you that if you were to do a spiritual DNA test, this one belongs yeah. to God, you know, because he or she has the Spirit of God in them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then at that point is when you, you, you gave everybody a low blow. Mm-hmm. You, you punched everybody. In. <laughs> you said, you said it. I thought that I, I was I, harsh. I told everybody to warn their neighbor. I know. Yeah. I thought I was harsh on Wednesday nights going through Romans. Well, well, before, but I'm not harsh compared to that. That was harsh. And I'm just, it was good. <laughs> well, before we, I liked it. It was my favorite part. Oh, was it? Yeah. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, you know, like before we say what that was. Yeah. That very divisive statement. Um, I would say, you know, we need to reiterate the fact that the point was because we share the same DNA code. We all share the same goal. And I know you mm-hmm. mentioned that, but I wanted to reiterate that fact that that goal being the Great Commission, Matthew mm-hmm. 28, like right. we are to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ till everyone hears, till everyone knows. The, we're, we're to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Like we all have this goal, and we all play a different role in that how, because of our diversity. But as one unit, a church, as a body, that body language, that DNA, that spirit in us should ignite in each of us that same passion to see sure. that mission yeah. come to pass. No, you know? I didn't see it as divisive. Okay. I saw it as just convicting because okay. it, like when you set because you set it up well, like what you just said, mm-hmm. everything you just said, you had already said in the message. Mm-hmm. So you had said you had set up that statement well enough to where when you delivered it. There, it wasn't. It didn't feel divisive. It felt like a punch in the gut. Like, okay. like, like there's no wiggle room here. Yeah. Like yeah. what I'm saying is fact. And if you disagree, you know, you can be passionately wrong if you want to. <laughs> like that's how it. Yeah. Felt. Sure. Sure. Like that's how it sure. felt. But what you said was, and if church members don't share that same goal, then it may mean, or that it may mean that they don't share the same spiritual DNA. Yeah. Basically implying, if you don't share that goal, then you are not a child of God. Mm. <laughs> Did I say that? You left it up to their interpretation, yeah. but there's no other way to interpret that but know. that. Yeah. And which is 1,000% true. I know. Mm-hmm. It just hurts. It does hurt because we all see that in ourselves yeah. all yeah. the time. Well, and I think what, and I, and I think what hurts it is that is that even though I share that same goal, I may not share the same fervor. As some, sure, you know, and sometimes that can make it look like that's it, a good point. Because I don't want somebody to feel like, okay, well, if I'm not as passionate as say Blake about the, you know, the Great Commission or Tiffany about the Great Commission, then maybe I should question my salvation. I don't think that's what we were getting at. I right. think, I think ultimately what we were saying is, is I think there are just so many people in the church that find themselves there for so many different reasons, other than you're being led by the Spirit of God. And that is a DNA thing. Yeah. And, and, and if you're being led by the Spirit of God, then we're all going to be in one accord, mm-hmm. and we're all going to be like this, this single weapon for the, for the glory of God, and we're just kind of like this, this uh, tip of the spear kind of thing. And so I just, I, I'm just hoping and praying that 
that the anybody who heard it uh, understands that the Spirit will always bear witness to the common goal of all believers. That mm-hmm. that that will be something that you're like, hey, how can I take what I'm gifted at and what I can do, and how can I share the gospel with people? You know, yeah. and so. You know, my favorite story is the lady that came here and said, hey, I can only cut hair, but is there any way I can use that to share the gospel? And I'm like, yeah, you can cut hair, and you've got them there. <laughs> you can share the gospel while they're sitting in your chair. Yeah. And if they don't like it, they don't have to come, yeah. you know, get their yeah. haircut with you. But And so she decided to do free haircuts on Saturday, and uh, and she wound up sharing the gospel like that. So I yeah. mean, that's cool. it's just I mean, I, I want people to understand that I wasn't trying to get them to to doubt their salvation, but at the same time, you know, like you said, there's no really no other way to no nah. to you know spin that. Yeah, that was it is what it is. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you bless my heart. <laughs> that's what my grandmother say. Hey, that's good medicine. That's good medicine. <laughs> that hurt, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The so the third the third dialect of body language, the last point was uh the profile of the body, and that was related to verse fourteen. Yeah, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Yeah. I like how you alluded mm-hmm. to kind of like profile pictures on mm-hmm. Facebook and things like that. I don't know if you explicitly said it that way, or maybe yeah, you did. I did. But mm-hmm. um and how like <laughs> a lot of times the profile pictures are <laughs> inaccurate yes like joey's kilimanjaro 2020 picture that was up until what last year yeah yeah like i just wanted people to think that i I climbed that mountain i didn't think about that. thanks to covid that was the first thing i thought of when you started talking about profile pictures i was like yours Mm. that's not what i thought about Mm. i went straight to the gutter i went straight to the (laughs) i thought i thought about i was watching this show a couple weeks ago like i walked in and one of my girls was watching it and it was about blind dates Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 and this guy shows up to meet this girl and he like found her on one of those dating like you know yeah i don't know tinder or something like that you know and he's like he's like she didn't look nothing like that in her profile picture. He like goes in to meet her and then like sneaks out and talks to the camera. You know? She didn't look nothing like that on her profile picture. I would have never swiped right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It makes you, I mean, that's a good, that's a good like segue into makes you wonder how many people go to a church. It's like, man, I shouldn't have swiped right. You know <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm sure people have come here and said that. Probably, but, uh, I probably just planted the seed for a new sermon series. Yeah, oh, <laughs> here we go. Swap right. Swap right. <laughs> that's that's awful, by the way. That's, that's hideous. That's awful. That's hideous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather do the purge series <laughs> than that. <laughs> but it, um, it, you you did use that though to to allude to the profile that the church is putting out right yeah and what's yeah. what's the yeah. what's the people's perspective of it it looks uh you know a lot of times like you know um many people attend but fewer impacted right yeah and you, yeah you gave the the visual aid for that showing mm-hmm. the lot of people and coming and into the coming church. into the church and i thought you were gonna do like the little hand thing like here's the church here's, <laughs> here's the, the church. Here's i have done that before but uh. <laughs> I, anyway but it should be 180 degrees of that and that was the flip that was the picture you showed yeah. after the after that which was 
just a few people going into the church, but a lot of people being impacted by it. Exactly. Out, coming out, right? It's more biblical because, you know, f- you know, when Christ talked about narrow is the way and few be that find it, you know, so it's more of a biblical picture. You know, it's you're not you're not going to have these mass, mass, mass crowds of people coming into the church. You can, but what you're seeing is is you know very small impact coming out. Mm-hmm. And what it should be is smaller amounts of people being impacted by the gospel, all in surrendered everything. And then what you get is through the synergy and through the DNA of the body of Christ, you get this exponential multiplication that mm-hmm. comes out the other side. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's very because so the profile of the church right now looks very like if you're an investor, it looks very much like you know tons of investment and little return. You know, yeah. like a little bit, a little. The ROI de- return on investment doesn't match what's going in, and uh, and so. So a lot of the church kind of, I mean, or a lot of the world looks at the church like that. It's It looks at a lot of people going to church, but it doesn't see a lot of impact. And so if I'm the world and I don't really care about God and I don't care about church or anything, I'm going to look at the church and go, are you necessary? Mm-hmm. Are you necessary? Yeah, you you said our our profile should match our DNA, and that's what the world mm. needs to see in us. I, the quote that I liked there was when you said, the body is unified, but the impact is diversified. Yes. Yes. I thought that was really good. Mm. And then the close the thing out with the, uh, and I, I, I'll let, uh, I mean, I'll let you kind of describe it if you want to the, uh, the video of the story of, yeah, I, I, I kind of close this out because I wanted people to understand the, that, you know, we can do more together as a church than we can individually. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, and, and still under that same header of the profile of the church, uh, I think I said it like this. I think I said that, you know, like if, if you've got a church of 300, you know, going mm-hmm. to that church, if 300 people attend that church, it should not feel like 100 people are out impacting. You know, right. it shouldn't right. feel, you shouldn't feel like uh, the impact of 100 people. If you have 300 people attending your church, then the world should feel like 600 people have impacted them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the idea here, right? It's we're one, but we're many, you know, yeah. as we go out. And so I really wanted the, you know, I really wanted the church to understand that, you know, um that the when you when the profile matches the DNA and the synergy of the church, then you can have a 300 member church, but it's going to feel like we're impacting like we have 600 people out there. That's what it should feel like, but it doesn't feel like that. And I use the like an example of it causes the church a lot of times to to un, unknowingly overpromise and overcommit. Yeah. Like how many times have we went, you know, said to the school or any church say, "Hey, go to the community and say, we'll do this as a church. We'll come fix this or whatever and we'll have a hundred people show up and help us. Well, you just overcommitted and overpromised. And so what the world looks at is like, oh, okay, so you guys, you know, are a three hundred member church or, you know, a five hundred member church, whatever however big your church is, they they know that. The community knows how big your church is, but then they only see thirty people show up. Yeah. Do you see that's right. the that's the profile we're putting out there. I use the example of like when when we're like, oh yeah, we'll cover a Friday night concession stand, right. so that football parents or you know baseball parents or whoever they can watch their kid play and they won't have to miss. Um, 
And then we'll we'll overcommit. We'll say, yeah, we can handle it. And then, you know what I'm saying? The impact mm-hmm. is minimal. And yeah. so, so basically, that kind of ended with me talking about what it meant to be, um, you know, doing things together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I've always been drawn to this story of of the story of Dick Hoyt and his son Rick. Mm-hmm. And Dick, um, uh, when his son Rick was born, uh, special needs, he just uh, some birth issues caused him to be paralyzed. He couldn't talk. Ultimately, he wound up having to talk through a computer been in a wheelchair his whole life, all that. And through that computer, he communicated with his father, Dick, that he wanted to run in a five-mile benefit marathon. And that started something, uh, that birthed something in Rick, and that birthed something in Dick. Because Rick said um, to his father, he said, when when I was running, when you were pushing me, behind me. So you got a picture. Here's a dad pushing his Mm -hmm. special needs child in a modified wheelchair to run a marathon. So Dick's kind of behind there, leaning on, holding on, and pushing as he's running. And Rick told his dad, he said, he said, uh, he said, I, I, for for a minute in my life, I didn't feel like I was handicapped. Wow. I, I felt like I was running, and 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 that just sparked something in Dick. And I think the video really nailed it. It was like. The father, the Dick, Dick, what the father mm-hmm. was the body, yeah, and Rick was the heart, mm-hmm. you know. And the whole point of the the video was to show that apart. I think it said like this: it said Rick by himself would never be able to have that experience, right? Dick by himself would never have run mm-hmm. a marathon, right? But together, they defied odds. Yeah, he. I mean, he did. He did triathlons. They, I mean, they had Rick lying in a boat while he's swimming, mm-hmm. pulling him with mm-hmm. a rope. You know, um, had a special seat on the front of the you know bike so that he could bike. And I think they said he was like close to four thousand miles across America. They did it anyway. Mm-hmm. They made a huge impact with that that partnership, and that's what I want the church to know, and that's what I wanted our church to know is together if we've got that foundation then we can not only see synergy and, and powerful things, we can make triple the impact of the amount of people we have here. But then on top of that as well, we can weather any storms. We can, we can, come, we can come against anything that comes against us, and we can stand strong because we're in it together. Word. Word. No doubt. That's good, man. Two mm-hmm. thumbs up. Um. What uh, yesterday? What let's see. What what else? Going? I mean, first off, worship again was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to those guys to the yes. worship team. They're doing a fantastic job. We had uh, a as guest, of late. We, we a, did guest guitarist. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. We had a guest guitarist, and he did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Appreciate him coming in. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. That was. They did good. <laughs> Great job, guys. <laughs> I'm getting so much better at this. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. <laughs> so many awards and accolades are coming my way. This whole podcast feels like it needs a redo. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about it. I, I do too. I feel pretty good. What's going, what are we naming this? Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> I, got, I got one idea. <laughs> Invisible Gizmos of Plenty. <laughs> I'm bad? a fan. That I has like nothing it. to do with anything. 
that's well, it's uh, invisible. But you were actually whatever. singing the Little Mermaid, so I would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with it. Okay. Uh, what's what, coming up this coming Sunday on May seventh? We have a student spaghetti lunch. Yeah, it uh, it's a fundraiser for Student Beach Camp. So yeah. please hang out, check that out. You can eat here. Or you can pack up a plate and take it with you, I think. Yeah, they, yeah. they have to-go plates if you want to carry it home. You yeah. want to give them details it's, on it? Uh, yeah, it's $10 a plate right after second service. Just head over to the FAC and, um, like you said, grab a plate and take it or, or sit down and eat with us. So Word. all proceeds go to the student beach camp? Yeah. Help them offset those costs and transportation, lodging, all that's a little bit higher. So Yeah, and who don't like spaghetti? Right. I mean, come on. And if you got a kid that don't like spaghetti, he can pay $10. Yeah. For noodles? Yeah. <laughs> she can pay $10 for noodles? Did y'all have kids that would not eat red sauce? And oh, they yeah. only ate plain noodles, butter noodles? All the time. Like butter noodles with yeah. sauce on them? And now, now, like, now they drink it that sauce. They yeah, drink yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I wonder why kids just don't like that. I wonder why it takes a while for your taste buds to warm up to certain things. Uh, y'all need to talk How about How many that times do you say, try it, you'll like it? I gave up. <laughs> my oldest would eat anything. My youngest is like, would you like another peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Grilled cheese tonight? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Every parent knows. Uh. <laughs> you influence your kids in everything you don't want to influence them in. And then what you do want, they will refuse. It's so weird, man. Because like two of ours would eat anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then one of them was like, he... Our boy Bray, he would not eat hardly anything, and now now he's starting to warm up to us, all kinds of stuff. Like he's really starting to open up. Our oldest, she still don't. Kyla is still not. She's just, just like, picky. Man, she's picky. John Luke's just in that phase where he's like, "I like it today, but tomorrow I'm throwing you for a loop. I'm oh, not yeah. gonna like it." Oh yeah. Ky- what's weird to me is like. When you have a kid that's like super picky, but like one of the few things that they like is like disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you kind of understand if like a kid don't eat much, but they but they'll tear up pizza and fried chicken. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like okay, well those are two really good things. It at least yes. makes sense. It makes sense, but it's like if you don't eat anything, but like you know, whatever. Like you're very picky. Like you eat chicken fingers and French fries, but then you know. You like, I don't know, like mm. weird eggs or yeah. something like that. Like, I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to think of examples off the top of my head, but she'll eat like really strange things. Strange. Like she'll walk around just eating plain rice cakes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, that's disgusting. That tastes like styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder if there's something like chemical about taste buds that makes it so that certain people. I don't know. They have to develop. Like, yeah. With your. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't taste it. They, they come with puberty. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. You never know. I don't know. But one of these days, y'all have to let me tell you the story of the English pea battle of 1998. Oh, boy. I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> my uh, cast got hardcore for a while about that kind of stuff. Like, you're going to sit here until you eat that. Um, and, you know, you you got to pick your battles on that, too. Mm-hmm. 
because some of the kids, I mean, they're going to be cracking in like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. But you'll have some <laughs> that'll be like, sit there all night. You will surely die before I do. Yes. <laughs> and then I will eat exactly what I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> by the way, I do, I do have to, I, I do have to uh, correct what I just said. I did say the English P battle of 98. Me and my wife were married in 97. So uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody. You to, might want to fix that. I, I want to fix that. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, that would. Uh, my son is Tyson. So when Tyson was a child, so whenever, whatever year that was, <laughs> <I got> youngest <laughs> too. Huh? It's your youngest too. He is my youngest. So it was definitely yeah, not ninety eight. So it was not ninety eight. <laughs> my bad. Just speaking out of my. <laughs> All right. It, well, so the spaghetti lunch. Yeah. Um, the next Sunday will be Mother's Day. Um, so we'll have, we've, we've got three Wednesday nights left in like our normal, like uh springtime Wednesday night schedule. After that, we'll flip over to our Sunday schedule. So, mm. um, but yeah, so re- this Wednesday night, everything's normal uh, as it has been and the next Wednesday, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's everything that's immediately coming up. Graduation recognition on the 21st. Yes. Uh, if you yeah, have a graduate, yeah. please, please, please go ahead and get them signed up. Uh, the deadline for that is for the fourteenth, which is Mother's Day. So the week the week before is the deadline. So you got to get them signed up before May fourteenth if you want them to be recognized on the twenty first. Yeah, that yep. is high school and college. Okay. Absolutely. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think that was the last thing I was going to say was graduation recognition. Yeah. So what are we calling this again? What do you want to call it? What'd you say? Well, yeah. I said. Invisible gizmos of plenty. I like it. <laughs> Go for Done. It. All right. Done. See you. See you. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I think you should sing us out. <laughs> I'm Bruce not saying. You want to think of my bops? I got 20. <laughs> but who cares? No big deal. I, I want, want more Sunday gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Gravy.